Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. and KOST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Happy Friday. You made it through the week. It's time for your morning wake-up call. Here's Jennifer Jones-Lee. Hello, hello, and welcome to your Halloween weekend. It's KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, big Halloween plans. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Are you one of those people who tries to find the creative costume? Are you one of those people who goes with the sexy costume? Or are you like my husband, who just flat out likes to scare little kids? And I have to tell him every year, no, no, you cannot wear that mask when you open the door. Like, our job is not to scare three-year-olds and make them not want to go any to any other house during the night. That That's not our job. Our job is to make them smile and give them candy. He disagrees. I usually win, fortunately for you parents. Here's what's up on your wake-up call. The LAPD is looking for three thieves who broke into the home of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Dorit Kemsley and held her at gunpoint. Six teachers and a counselor have been fired by the Granada Hills Charter High School because they wouldn't get vaccinated against COVID-19. And the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has been charged with a misdemeanor sex crime. We're going to talk more about that at 520 with ABC's Aaron Katursky. But before that, I want to talk with ABC News political director Rick Klein. The president sounded pretty confident yesterday that the work that he'd laid out for his social spending plan would get all Democrats on board. But I think that remains to be seen because you heard the disappointment from progressives, especially the ones that are in the squad and Bernie Sanders. Is he going to eventually get them on board? And what does all this do as he travels overseas? How does this make him look to leaders overseas when he can't get his own group together to come up with something regarding the climate, yet he's going overseas to talk about climate change and how to fix all of that. I just wonder how all of that shapes up. So we'll find out when we talk with Rick in just a few minutes. But let's go ahead and start with some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The LAPD is looking for three thieves who broke into the home of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Dorit Kemsley and held her at gunpoint. They reportedly got away with at least a million dollars worth of handbags, jewelry and watches. Neighbor Mark Weinberg says the entire area is now on edge. It was you know, an unsettling event because it's a pretty quiet neighborhood. I mean, nobody really talks to anybody here. 
Kemsley's children were asleep in the home at the time and were not hurt. Well, the L.A. Police Union is pressing for an investigation into the contract awarded by the L.A. City Council for COVID-19 testing. The L.A. Police Protective League says it's concerned about conflicts of interest and ethical violations. Unvaccinated city employees, including police officers and firefighters, have to be tested twice a week at the cost of $65 per test to them. The union says the company contracted to do the test is owned by someone who's on the board of fire and police pension commissions and who has contributed to the campaigns of some city officials. Six teachers and a counselor have been fired by the Granada Hills uh, Charter High School because they wouldn't get vaccinated against COVID-19. The school's governing board made the decision Wednesday night. The seven say they plan to file a lawsuit against the school and the governing board. Valencia High School in the Santa Clarita Valley has canceled its football game that was scheduled for today because of COVID. District officials there say there have been three new COVID cases. Some of the infections involved the football team. The school's football facilities also will be closed today for a deep cleaning. More than 30 people at Valencia High School tested positive for COVID just over the past week. Do you hear about this last night? Two people have been questioned by the L.A. airport police over a possible shooter scare that had hundreds of people running onto the tarmac at LAX. An airport official says people got in an argument outside Terminal 1 last night and one of them ran inside yelling the other guy had a gun. This woman said people in the terminal panicked. The amount of people that were just running, I was just like, oh my goodness, what is happening, you know? And then um, I just, okay, I'm going to just pack up and go. Flights were grounded for nearly an hour. No shots were fired and no weapons have been found. The terminal is open this morning and flights are operating as normal. Well, the owners of a low-income senior apartment in Chinatown accused of not keeping their building up to code are facing criminal charges. L.A. City Attorney Mike Fewer says the owners of the 16-story Cafe Manor have left their elevators broken despite several orders to fix them. He says he wants the allegations announced yesterday to send a message to other landlords. That any building owner in the city owes some basic obligations to their tenants, especially when those tenants are frail, elderly, low-income, and vulnerable. The building's owners have also been accused of not keeping their elevators up with the city's fire safety codes. Blake Trolley, KFI News. 506 on your wake-up call. ABC News political director Rick Klein joins us this morning. Hey, Rick, welcome back to Wake Up Call. Hey, great to be with you. Hey, so let's talk about the president yesterday. He sounded pretty confident when he came out talking about the framework of his social spending plan and seeming that he felt like he could get Democrats on board. But if you heard what Bernie Sanders was saying and the progressives in the squad, I feel like they had kind of another thought about the framework. Yeah, they did. And and look, this was a bluff by the president uh, and by Speaker Pelosi, and uh, and it was called by uh, by progressives. And it's a bitter disappointment because you know, Biden was hoping uh, to lay it all out there, get Pelosi on board, get everyone on board. He's leaving leaving for this foreign trip. He thought this was the time to get this big victory, and it did not work. It was a it was a, a severe miscalculation. Was it a fatal one? I don't think so. I think they're going to be able to get back at this and, and, and take it up again when, when the president is back from the trip. But uh, he was certainly hoping to get better results by laying it all on the line like he did. I was shocked when I saw certain reports that 
uh, House Speaker Pelosi had reportedly said to Democrats, don't embarrass the president yesterday, you know, talking about when they were coming together on this social framework and that there were the possibility that a vote was going to happen yesterday. But then, boom, within an hour or two, those reports had gone to the wayside because it sounded like things were kind of in disarray. Yeah, and that's where they landed. They ended up having to pull plans to, to vote um, because they're still not where they hope to be. And it has been just a, a bizarre Groundhog Day uh, for a long time now in, inside uh, inside the, the Democratic caucus where they keep talking about the same senators and trying to get them on board. And, you know, what's Water Mansion and Cinema think? And they're, they're just stuck where they have been stuck for, for months and months and months now, it feels like. And uh, I, I just don't know of any real sign of progress, despite a lot of happy talk and a lot of uh, pretty hard lobbying that's been going on. OK. And when the with the president traveling overseas now, how does this make him look to other foreign leaders? I mean, the biggest part of this trip is, of course, climate change. Yet he can't get a decision on social spending, which includes climate change in his own country. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think it's it's embarrassing. Is it, you know, is it fatally embarrassing or terribly embarrassing? I said, look. Most countries, I think they're, they recognize how difficult it can be to work with the, with the legislative body. Uh, but uh, Biden wanted to, to have this for a lot of good reasons. And one of them was to be able to show and not just tell the world community the U.S. is acting on, on climate. So that would have been a, a, a pretty significant statement. They don't have that. They're not going to have that. And uh, it, it just weakens the, the U.S. hand just uh, all that much more um, on the world stage. All right. That's kind of what I figured. All right. Thank you so much, Rick. Have a good one. By the way, what's up on this week, this weekend? Yeah. One guy that really wanted to deal, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of, uh, of Transportation. Uh, I think when he agreed to come on, he was hoping to have some good news to share. Instead, he'll have to explain why they're still uh, having these talks uh, over and over again. Oh, maybe he'll give you some answers. Looking forward to it, Rick. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. See Thanks. ya. That is ABC News political director Rick Klein. And that is tough. How do you, I mean, just think you're, you're the president, but say you're in any business situation and you can't get your own, let's say, board of directors to agree on a plan going forward. Yet you're supposed to meet up with the heads of other businesses like yours to say, here's what we need to do and here's what we need to do to go forward. And Sam in the back raises his hand and goes, that's a nice idea, but why I don't necessarily agree with it. And you can't even get your own people on board. Answer that question. Oh, I don't envy the president having to answer those questions. President Biden has arrived at the Vatican in Rome for a meeting with Pope Francis. He's expected to talk with the Pope about his faith and other things, including climate change, inequality and income and the pandemic. Biden is only the second Catholic president in U.S. history. The first, of course, was JFK. Multiple agencies have testified to the State Natural Resources and Water Committee about the response to the oil spill in Orange County. Senator Tom Umberg says the focus is also to discuss the future of offshore drilling. We're accountable. We, the elected leaders, whether it's local or state or federal, uh, we're responsible for ensuring that this kind of event is prevented in the future. And the informational hearing yesterday is one of several state and federal investigations on the estimated 25,000-gallon oil spill. Amplify Energy, the owner of the pipeline that cracked in the federal waters earlier this month, declined to testify. 
Organizers say a new effort to recall L.A. County D.A. George Gascon will be bipartisan, better organized and better funded. He is dismantling the justice system. Desiree Andrade says her son's murderers could be free one day because Gascon ended sentencing enhancements. It's a slap in the face. Justice is now for the criminal, not for the victims. Former D.A. Scott Cooley says the new recall petition should be ready before the end of the year. The minimum sentences are being obtained, which means very bad people are getting out very quickly. Gascon's campaign says voters are tired of recalls and just want the community kept safe while the justice system gets fair reforms that are long overdue. In L.A., Corbin Carson, KFI News. A new organization is working to improve the process of people returning home from prison in California. The Reentry Providers Association of California will look at problems in reentry services and call for budget changes. Quincy Witt, who is a counselor with the state uh, prison system, says family-related training is important and often overlooked. A lot of individuals come out don't know how to be a parent. They're trying to reestablish uh, relationships with, with children that they probably didn't even see uh, were there when they weren't, were born. The group will also calls for a call for laws, uh, laws to expand career and housing opportunities for ex-prisoners. All right, American Airlines says it's working with the FBI and the FAA to have charges filed against the man who attacked a flight attendant on a flight from New York to Santa Ana. The company's CEO, Doug Parker, says the airline will not tolerate violent and disrespectful passengers. As of this individual, I can guarantee you he will never be allowed to fly American Airlines again. But that is not enough. This type of behavior has to stop. I would hope so. The man punched the flight attendant twice in the I didn't know it was twice. I knew it was once, but I didn't know twice in the face on the flight Wednesday night. The plane landed in Denver so officers could take off. Here's my thing. I know you might not want to wear a mask on a plane. And this apparently is over either the flight attendant bumped the guy or bumped the guy and then told him to wear a mask. No matter what. I know you probably don't want to wear a mask. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, this is stupid. Nobody's going to tell me to wear a mask. But here's the thing. They tell us you have to wear a mask. So are you going to get get mad at the woman or man who tells you to wear a mask on a plane? Because they're just doing their job. Is it really worth punching them in the face when all they're doing is their job? I mean, I'm just saying. Maybe they don't want to wear a mask, but they have to because it's their job. But they'd like a paycheck. They'd like to go home to their family without a broken nose. I'm just saying. So is it gonna is it gonna kill you to wear a mask? Probably not. The former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has been charged with a misdemeanor sex crime. In just a couple of minutes, we're gonna talk with ABC's Aaron Katursky about that and get all the details on that. A police officer in San Jose has been charged with the felony assault for allegedly punching a woman in the face. What is it with punching women in the face lately? Punching a woman in the face during a road rage argument when he was off duty. The DA's office says it happened in July when the officer's SUV nearly crashed into another one as they were getting onto the freeway. The woman in the other SUV allegedly threw a water bottle at the officer's car. Well, that's not smart either. Both cars stopped, they got out, and the officer punched her. The head coach of the Florida Panthers NHL team has quit over an investigation into a sexual assault allegation when he was coaching the Chicago Blackhawks. Former player Kyle Beach claims he was assaulted by one of Chicago's video coaches in 2010. I had to bury this so far deep down to chase my goals and to chase my dreams of being an NHL player. Beach previously filed a negligence lawsuit against the Blackhawks over their handling of his sexual assault. It is still ongoing. 
And the NAACP is pushing for athletes not to sign with teams in Texas because of the state's voting, abortion, and anti-mask laws. The Civil Rights Organization has sent a letter to the Players Association for every professional sport in the country calling on athletes to use their influence to fight for human rights. about that dreamy concrete jungle and its former governor being charged with a misdemeanor sexual assault charge in just a second. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to your weekend. I'm Jennifer Jones Lee. Here are some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The LAPD is looking for three people accused of breaking in to and robbing the home of one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Police say the three broke into Dorit Kemsley's home in Encino on Wednesday night and forced her at gunpoint to direct them to her valuable handbags, jewelry, and watches. Kemsley and her kids were also home at the time of the robbery, but they weren't hurt. And six teachers and a counselor have been fired by the Granada Hills Charter High School because they wouldn't get vaccinated against COVID-19. The school's governing board made the decision Wednesday night. The seven say they plan to file a lawsuit against the school and the governing board. Before we go any further, let me give you a chance to win $1,000. KFI has your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword CASH, C-A-S-H, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CASH to 200-200. If you win, you know the drill. You get a call from a number you don't recognize. You have to pick up the phone because if you don't, they move on to somebody who goes, oh, yeah, I bet that's not spam. I bet that's KFI. Your next chance to win comes at 620 with Handle, and it actually happens 14 times a day. So you've got a chance every time on the 20s all the way through 720 with Conway at night. Right now, let's say good morning to ABC's Aaron Katursky. Get some more information. Uh, No, I guess we don't have Aaron right now. We'll get him in just a few minutes. Uh, Hopefully we can get some more information on former New York Governor Cuomo being charged with this misdemeanor sex crime. Hey, did you hear about that little dog? I'm sure I told you about the little dog who was rescued from the buoy in Alamitos Bay. Well, now that dog is searching for a forever home. And I love, you know, rescuers oftentimes when they get the animal based on where they either found the animal or how they found the animal or whatever it is. They'll give the animal its own name. Well, it's a Shih Tzu mix, and rescuers have named it Siren. Adorbs. And they say that bystanders actually saw the dog, who was just literally hanging on to this buoy. The dog got scared, ran into the ocean. People tried to approach her. And so at that point, then, this little dog's freaking out, and she swam to a nearby buoy and then just clung on to the little thing. A good Samaritan in a small boat then carefully coached her to him before giving her to a lifeguard. Now, they say that they got little now Siren all bundled up and drove her back to the headquarters, the LBFD Marine Safety Officer said. And I guess little uh, Siren had swam about 50 yards in pretty cold water. So the safety officer says, I'm quite impressed by this little dog's capabilities. Anyway, Little Siren needs a forever home. So if you are interested in Little Siren and you saw the pictures of Little Siren, I don't know how you couldn't have seen the pictures and not have been interested. Siren now is up for adoption. 
Have you tried to book travel recently? Maybe you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving or maybe you're going somewhere for Christmas. Well, industry insiders are saying that the travel industry is not going to be as lenient as it was with pandemic-related cancellations. So what does that mean if you are booking travel for the holidays? Well, a travel advisor says she recommends travel insurance for any non-refundable bookings. She says many people want to take advantage of discounts and deals, and a lot of those are non-refundable, but... Because we're not seeing the same leniency within the travel industry anymore. If you're even waffling the tiniest bit on whether or not you might go or you might have to cancel your reservation, she says she recommends travel insurance for any non-refundable booking. But keep in mind, many policies will not cover any pandemic-related cancellations. The added insurance will run you maybe 10 to 15% of the cost of your trip. But, you know, if you're put, if you're shelling out a few hundred bucks... And maybe you've got to, I don't know, add an extra 20 or 30 bucks, something like that on top of it, just so that you know you can get your hundreds of dollars back should you need to cancel. That might be worth it. All right. Now let's say hello to ABC's Aaron Katursky and get the latest on former New York Governor Cuomo being charged with this misdemeanor sex crime. Hey, Aaron, good morning. From what charge does this or what incident does this charge stem? Well, this stems from an incident uh, alleged by a Brittany Camisso, who was Governor Cuomo's aide back in December of 2020, when she said they were alone in the the governor's mansion in his residence when he groped her breast. Uh, She went public with this accusation in in the the Albany Times Union and on CBS. And she said she was executive assistant number one in the attorney general's report from over the summer that found Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo specifically denied her allegation, said it did not happen, but it is now the basis of a criminal charge of forcible touching. It's a misdemeanor here, Jen, and in theory, it carries a year in prison. We're not sure it would ever amount to that for the former, but he does have to uh, answer the summons in person next month. And has he said anything since this came out yesterday? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He hasn't, but his lawyer has, and said that of the sheriff's motives of the sheriff's department had filed the complaint. She said the sheriff's motives were improper and political. She said that uh, the governor has never harassed or, or assaulted anyone. And she said that, uh, you know, giving an indication that he would you know, try to fight this in court. When it came out, though, I guess, in the attorney general's report, and this woman says, hey, I was, you know, the first person identified in that report, it's it's a little tough to think that it was political. I'm sure that that's going to be the argument made against his attorney. Yeah, you know the um, the it's interesting the 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 accounts in the uh, in the report were uh, found to have been substantiated. The women gave similar stories about being caught alone with the governor. In, in many cases, there was the allegation involving the his, the state trooper on a security detail. But in filing the criminal complaint. The Albany Sheriff's Department seems to not have acted in coordination with the prosecutor's office. And so in that, 
the, um, the, the governor's people see improper motives. Now, they're going to say that regardless. They believe that the entire report uh, on which these uh, allegations were based was political because the attorney general, Tish James, is now mulling a run for governor herself. But oh. be that as it may, it forced the governor from office and, uh, and, and now he's facing a criminal charge. Yeah, that is quite a tangled web, I will admit, even if everything is on the up and up. Um, just out of curiosity, I mean, I know how a lot of people stay here on the West Coast view Governor Cuomo and, and you know, maybe the, the um, viewings aren't super favorable. What about in New York? Do people agree with him that, oh, this is just all politically motivated? He never could have done anything like that. He wasn't an unliked guy in New York. No, in fact, uh, uh, people still give him high marks for how he handled the pandemic. I mean, remember early on, his, you know, frank briefing stood in sharp contrast to to former President Trump's handling of the pandemic. And and so I do think there was a good deal of of admiration for him. I don't think the public buys that this is just political. I I think they, they believe that this conduct has occurred. And, and uh, you know, while they may not like the messiness of the politics, I don't think they see it as, as out of the realm of possibility. But, I, you know, so they separate the two. He still gets high marks for his pandemic handling and, you know, maybe low marks for his uh, for some of his uh, personal, you know, uh, activities. All right. Well, I just said I, I just wondered if he was as sort of vilified as he was out here or, you know, if some, it's a lot. It's always interesting no, the, to the me. Stuff with the nursing homes. I, I always thought, I mean, this is just, uh, you know, I, I don't have any evidence here, but the, the stuff with the nursing homes became a national narrative as national Republicans tried to knock Cuomo down a peg, picking up on kind of the, the, the Trump criticisms. I, I don't think New Yorkers truthfully cared as much. Uh, and, and saw the situation as untenable. The people were released from hospitals. They lived in the nursing homes. That was their residence. And that's where they were sent back to. Their families weren't taking them in. So I always thought he got a bit of a raw deal on that score. But certainly, you know, the old saying, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. We saw a lot of Governor Cuomo. And, uh, and I think maybe some saw him get a little too big for his britches. I think that's that is a very fair point. Aaron, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. See you later. See ya. ABC's Aaron Katursky. Ah, the understatement. He got a little too big for his britches. Yeah, maybe. Let me come home. KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll talk with Dean Sharp in just a second. But speaking of home, the LAPD is looking for three people accused of breaking into and robbing the home of one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Police say the three broke into Dorit Kemsley's home in Encino Wednesday night and forced her at gunpoint to direct them to her valuable handbags or jewelry and watches. Kemsley's uh, kids were there at the time of the robbery. They were asleep and apparently weren't hurt. And traffic deaths in the U.S. are up. The Department of Transportation says there were more than 20,000 traffic deaths in the first half of the year. And the number is the highest six months total of traffic deaths since 2006. 550, we'll talk with ABC's Mark Remillard. Facebook is no longer Facebook. I mean, it is, but not overall Facebook. It's meta. 
Meta, as in everything, with Facebook as an offshoot of it. Does that make sense? Eh, it's quite a name change. We'll talk about it with Mark in just a few minutes. But right now, let's get to our Friday chat with KFI's house whisperer, Dean Sharp. You can follow Dean on social media, at home with Dean. Listen to him tomorrow morning, 6 to 8 here on KFI. Sunday morning, 9 to 11. Hi, Dean. Good morning. Good morning. Every time I hear that song, your your home theme song, I picture you with a guitar and you and Tina singing around uh, fi- like campfire in your backyard. That is completely erroneous. <laughs> but could be. <laughs> Actually, you know, okay, so just to alter it, because uh, it's our son who's the musician. I don't know how to play guitar. Uh, so just put, imagine Jason playing okay. guitar around the fire pit and Tina and I are, are sitting around uh, and I'm singing and she's covering her ears. Okay, I like that better. That's more fun. All right, right, let's talk water heaters. And I must admit that when I saw that water heaters was our topic, I I said to myself, water heat, a whole segment on water heaters. And then it got me thinking, though, I don't know crap about water heaters. I don't know when I'm supposed to replace the stupid things. I don't know. You know, normally I would replace it when I get in the shower and it's cold. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of used to that from everybody anyway, Jen. I mean, let's face it. It's not the first time you've looked at one of our topics and said, really? Really? <laughs> I was afraid you know? that you would kind of circle back to that. No, it's just the, it's just the you know, here's the cool thing, though, uh, that I enjoy about our show. It's the fact that uh, we get to launch into everything from really cool really kind of, uh, you know, uh, idealistic design concept stuff all the way down to, yeah, the toilet is hissing. What are we going to do about it? And so the water heater, uh, this is the first time in five years that we've done an entire show just on water heaters. But the more I talk with people, the more I uh, interact and uh, hear emails and such. Yeah, water heaters are kind of a big mystery. That's why I put together this little water heater quiz for you. Oh, God. I know. Uh, When I saw there was a quiz, I thought, oh, I'm failing. Big F. You don't even have to give me the quiz. It's all right. Everybody fails it. Handle failed it miserably on uh, Wednesday morning, <laughs> by the way. So, so let me start out with this. Here gives you an idea. The, this is the this is why this is the number one question at the top of the quiz. Okay, ready? Okay. The heart, the heart of a healthy water heater, is the sacrificial blank. The sacrificial. That's a real water. term. I'm not making this up. The sacrificial water in the water heater. I have no, no. idea. Okay. It's called the sacrificial anode. You know what an anode is? No. No one knows what an anode Well, some, you know, some science types out there know what an anode is. Okay, so here's the thing. This is the point that I'm trying to make with this. Uh, when you get sold your water heater, when your water heater gets installed, everybody just, you know, just install the thing. I, all I want to do is go inside and turn on the faucet and out comes hot water, and that's great. But <laughs> there are things that uh, that we should pay attention to in regards to our water heater if if we actually want them to last as long as they can. It's kind of like changing the oil on the car, you know? So the sacrificial anode. An anode is a rod. Uh, it's made out of either magnesium or aluminum. And it's attached to the top of your water heater, uh, the very top. Now, we're talking about a, a traditional tanked water heater here, okay? Not okay. a tankless, uh, which is still what most people have. Uh, This rod goes down inside the water heater and uh, in the water, just sits in the water there. Its job is to, through an an uh, electrochemical process, its job is to attract uh, heavy metals uh, like rust, uh, like iron, uh, 
uh, uh, minerals like calcium to itself. And we call it the sacrificial anode because things like rust and other contents inside your water, especially if you have hard water at your house, corrode metal. Well, the sacrificial anode is there to attract all of that self to itself. So it corrodes and starts to uh, wither away so that these minerals and, uh, and metals do not attack and start rusting and scaling the steel walls that is the tank of your water heater. Oh, the sacrificial anode. I want to give it a hug. It's it's That's sacrificing right. itself and for you us. Sh you should oh. give it a hug because here's why. If you have exceptionally hard water, your water heater, uh, standard tanked water heater, you're going to get, you know, uh, on average, most of them last 8 to 12 years. If you really want to get the most time out of it, long before you get to 8 years, your sacrificial anode is probably toast. And as soon as it... Uh, is less than half the width that it started out as it should be replaced because once it's gone it's no longer attracting these things away from the steel walls of your tank which means that's where the rust is starting to form now on the actual tank of the water heater so the sacrificial anode sits in there and just imagine that it basically dissolves it's eaten away by the less than great properties in your water as soon as it gets to a certain point or sometimes it's just the opposite if you have a water softener system for your house I'm there's a lot of salt content yeah yes then uh then uh then it's likely to get heavily coated uh with material and as a result it gets so coated it can't dissolve away anymore because now it has like a protective coating either way when that happens to the anode then uh then all of this stuff starts, all the bad stuff starts happening to the walls of your water heater. All right, little anode, I am so sorry. I feel like I've done you wrong all these years. I'm going to go out and hug the tank as soon as we're done, Dean. <laughs> so, and, uh, and here's the thing. These anodes, they're not expensive. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to most people, they're sitting on the shelf at your local hardware store, uh, at, at Ace, at Lowe's, at Home Depot, uh, at your local plumbing supply place. They're there. They're not expensive. You just have to know which one is the right one for your water heater, and it can be changed out. All right. Hit me with another question that I can fail. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, tanked versus tankless water heater, which is more expensive? Mm, tank. Well, everybody pretty much has a tank that I know of. The, the newer homes have the tankless... I'm going to go with tank just because I bet that technology is better. Yeah, well, it's kind of a trick question because uh, a tankless water heater up front, the, the upfront cost, uh, a little over twice as expensive as a traditional tanked water heater. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why people tend to stay away from them. They're like, oh, it's going to be more money to replace. The cool thing, of course, about tankless water heaters, they save a lot of energy and endless hot water endless oh uh, so uh in other words there's no tank uh, it's kind of like the radiator on your car the water the cold water enters one end and it so superheats the water as it moves through it that by the time it leaves the other end of the tankless water heater it's completely hot steamy water ready for you which means as long as it's running endless hot water you can take a two-hour shower scott can take a two-hour shower right after you and everybody else can come over and take a shower and nobody runs out of hot water but the tankless water heater, uh, pricey uh, right up front uh, versus a tank. But here's the thing. In the long run, if you play the long game, when you calculate in the energy savings 
uh, that you're going to get from your gas bill uh, because tankless is so much more efficient. And the fact that a tanked water heater, like I said, about 8 to 12 years on average, uh, a tankless water heater, take care of that one, 20 plus years. Oh, so you take that almost uh, a little more than twice the cost, spread that over twice the lifespan. And the fact of the matter is that tanked and tankless water heaters in the long run cost a homeowner about the same. So if you're considering uh, and if you can work out good financing or anything like that up front, you might want to go tankless because in the end, it is not more expensive. All right. And we've got about a minute left here, but I need to know what does it mean if the water heater is hammering? Because I'm not going to lie. I remember our old house, the water heater made this sort of banging noise. And I just assumed, well, if the hot water is still coming out of it, it must be fine. I never checked. (laughs) Exactly. I have no idea. Um, Well, water heaters can. uh, If that scaling starts to happen, like I was telling you about, uh, water heaters can make a lot of strange noises. They can make cracking noises popping noises, rumbling noises. That's all water heater noise. But one of the uh, most deceiving sounds coming out of the water heater is a hammering sound, kind of like this. Um, Yes. That is not actually in your water heater. That's what we call water hammer. And it has to do with just the way your pipes in your house are configured so that as the water moves through the pipe, especially the hot water, it makes certain turns and twists and bends and it cavitates. And as a result, it creates that hammering sound when it's first turned on. You hear it in the water heater because the water heater is just this big old hollow pipe, as it were, and it becomes an echo chamber for what's happening uh, further into the house, the hammering further into the house. So the water heater kind of acts like a speaker for that sound, but that's not where it's actually happening. No water hammer happens inside a water heater. So it's not bad for the heater. There's nothing wrong with the water heater. It's just a symbol that, or a signal that uh, you should put a, uh, a, uh, a hammer arrester, which is basically like a little shock absorber for water somewhere else in your plumbing system. Have it installed in order to eliminate water hammer. So it would have been an easy fix that I just ignored because I figured it was too much a hassle. Yeah, it's a relatively easy fix. A water (laughs) hammer arrestor, again, in the plumbing department is not that you necessarily want to do this. If you've got copper pipes, you might want to have somebody else do it. Although there are push connect fixtures now if you're kind of a DIYer. But a water hammer arrestor is about a $15 item sitting on the shelf there. Once you have one or two of those installed in your system, the water hammer will go away. All right, Dean, thank you so much for this information. Now I feel like the laziest person on earth because I could have just had somebody install one of those and it would have taken all of that away and I wouldn't have had to say to guests, and eh, don't worry about it as long as the hot water's coming out, you're fine. Yeah, well, it when it comes to water heaters, uh, you and everybody else because <laughs> it's just, the you know, that's the weird thing. I don't know what it is about water heaters, but uh, no one was ever told these basic essential things about taking care of our water heater. All right. Well, we can learn more tomorrow, 6 to 8 or 9 to 11 on Sunday morning. Follow him on social media at Home with Dean. It's always fun, Dean. Let's do it again next week. Thanks, Jen. Talk to you then. See ya. Can we get a photograph of Meta? KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Get into your biz bites brought to you by Equinox Home Financing, the answer for the self-employed. Go to equinoxhomefinancing.com. Mark Remillard, good morning to you this morning. So Facebook is 
no longer Facebook, sort of. I mean, it kind of is, but not. It just has a new umbrella. It, this is quite a story. Yeah, it seems like uh, a little more akin to what happened with Google a few years ago, where yeah. Google was the main product, but now it's under Alphabet, uh, the parent company. But we all still interact with Google. We don't interact with Alphabet. Uh, it's kind of like that. Facebook, the social media network, isn't going anywhere. Instagram's not going anywhere. Those brands are not going to change. It's just that instead of being called Facebook Inc., it's going to be Meta now. Why do they think that they need this name change? Is it all because connected to the whistleblower, Francis Haugen? <laughs> I, think it, I think it depends on who you ask, right? If you ask a critic of Facebook and what's happening with the company, they might be sure to say, well, this is a convenient timing. Uh, um, even if they've been working on this for years, announcing this right now in the midst of all this firestorm certainly makes it seem like it's uh, perhaps an attempt to divert the attention away from uh, all the critics, uh, uh, criticism of the company. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg himself uh, yesterday in the announcement says that it's to reflect what they uh, see as the future of the Internet, which they call the metaverse, which uh, is really, I think, the best way to describe it. It's kind of like the Matrix, which is kind of like this plugged-in digital world that they foresee where uh, it's going to combine augmented reality, but uh, but even more so virtual reality, where you might have a virtual home that you build and you uh, your digital world resides in this home. You might have a digital home office that you work from uh, and you meet digitally with friends in this immersive virtual world. So this is the, the keynote that Zuckerberg presented. Uh, but a lot of this is very far down the road. And I think critics have also kind of seized on saying, well, you're not announcing things that are really here present today, uh, yet you would probably prefer us talking about that instead of, allegations that your company is destabilizing democracies and things like that. So it does seem like uh, there's a lot of room here for critics to say this is uh, potentially a, an effort to uh, deflect a little bit away from all of the scandal and, and controversy surrounding the, co the company right now. Yeah, that's a little bit what it felt like. It felt like it was some one of those, uh, hey, something shiny, look over here. We've got a new virtual reality headset that we're going to introduce to you in this new Quest 2 headset that we've got as well. And uh, don't worry about the other stuff that's going on. We're meta now. Don't worry about Facebook. Okay. Facebook what? I mean, that's that's a little yeah, bit how it felt. Yeah, a little bit. And, and, you know, I mean, it just feels like they have these very high-minded uh, discussions about what the Internet might look like in the future. And as I said, it's kind of this matrixy type thing. And, and I don't think it's that hard for us to envision that that might no. be how the Internet is one day. But um, I, I think of it a little bit like, imagine if in the early 2000s, Steve Jobs was introducing the iPod, but instead of pulling it actually out of his pocket and saying, here it is today, it's here he instead said, well, look, this is what we're working on. This is coming down the pike. It's, this is what we're developing. That wouldn't be quite the same announcement as what it was. And so I think Facebook saying, here, these are the things that we think are 5, 10, 20 years down the road. Announcing that right now in the midst of all of this, I think it's easy for critics to say, well, <laughs> there's a reason you're announcing that right now. Exactly. The timing is suspect, even, even at the most basic level. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you. See you later. This is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. I'm Jennifer Jones Lee. This has been your Friday wake up call. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your 
free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.